This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 141 of Banging on the Drum. Please go out, like, subscribe, download, share, and we would greatly appreciate it. But as always, I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you doing on this Monday? Uh, I feel okay, um, and I'm very like mixed about... Uh our our weekend so i got mixed feelings on it yeah no i mean it was a brutal brutal loss in a game where it just felt like the packers should have won which yeah i get how that would get mixed there because i think as optimistic and stuff as we are and i don't think either of us were like oh no the 49ers definitely like outgun the Packers in every aspect but I think if we had to like dig into our core and like the realisticness and then what has happened with the 49ers in the recent past I guess I shouldn't speak for you but I kind of was like you know I could see this going bad but I mean I thought if we were going to win we were going to win a close one and if we lost I mean we could have lost a close one which we did or we could have got our ass whooped and that wouldn't have overly surprised me if the Packers defense turned back into a pumpkin. Uh, Cause we've seen it a couple times this year already. Uh, yeah. And so like, I have feelings on both sides of that, that they kind of did. And then they kind of didn't. Right. Like, and that's where I'm at with the, with the game too, is that like the Packers played so poorly and we're still in this game that it gives me so much hope moving forward. And yet, like, they played like shit. And so, like, it makes me mad that they played poorly because we should have, we should have routed them. Yeah, it definitely could have been probably like damn near the same score as the Dallas game going into halftime uh, with a couple drop picks in there. Um, yeah. honestly, my memory is failing me a little bit, uh, because I watched it drank throughout the whole game was pretty excited. Felt like we were going to win, uh, for, for a lot of that game. <clears throat> I thought um, we were going to, I honestly thought we were going to win right up until the interception. Yeah. At the end. Like I, I didn't have a ton of confidence and I was like nervous that bad things could happen inside of the game. But like, for the most part, I thought we're going to win this game. No, I definitely felt like a moment that could have been like Jordan Love's like signature, like I'm on the scene type play. I mean, I think he already has that. Like, I think the league, the league's on notice and sees uh, Jordan Love being potentially one of, you know, the top few quarterbacks in the league uh, here in the recent future. But I think if he completed that drive for that comeback, he jumps up that list super duper fast and actually might make his job like significantly more difficult right um so if you jump up expectations right well so you have expectations and then you're every defensive coordinator in the league is like all right i'm gonna fuck this guy up i figured something out on him right and they try to do that consistently now i don't know that he has those holes because when you pressure him he moves and he is effective right and so i'm not sure like how they solve them and they've seen what 
So that we played what 19 games this year, 10 and nine. So they, so the Niners had seen 18 games he played and, and maybe 19, if you include the Philly game or uh, the Kansas city game. Right. And so they should have been able to f- be pretty close to figuring them out with essentially an entire week to, to line that up. But either way, yeah, I think he's just too well-rounded. Like, he's not a gimmicky quarterback, so it's like there's not, like, one thing you can take away from him, and then he's crippled, as far as I can see, by the way he plays the game. And then it yeah, just right. seems like weapons on top of it. It's like our guys are able to get open. So, yeah, no, it, it was good. But if you want to – It was ref- good, and it was bad at the same yeah. time. Let's get into, like, a refresher of why. Yeah, you got to uh, refresh like, my memory. Yeah. All right. So uh, Packers get the ball to start the game. It sounds like 49ers and Packers were both in in line with we want the Packers to have the ball to start the game. If the Packers win the toss, it's going to be deferred or it's going to be received. And if the Niners win it, then it's going to be deferred. Right. And so anyway, uh, we drive down the field, 14 plays. Anderson Carlson kicks a field goal. I said Anderson, Anders Carlson <laughs> kicked a field goal uh, to put the Packers up three nothing. Um, stalled out though, twenty nine yarder I believe. Um, next up, Purdy gets sacked by Preston Smith, forces the 49ers to punt. So it's three nothing. Two drives in, Packers uh, go on a twelve play drive down to the 49ers fourteen, and then they try to sneak the ball on uh, fourth down. It, doesn't get there. It's very, very close, but it's it's not there. And so they turn the ball over. Uh, 49, 49ers go on a 12-yard drive capped off with a 32-yard touchdown by George Kittle. Um, Packers get the ball back. Nine-play drive, finished with a 29-yard Carlson field goal. Packers are now down 7-6. to six. Uh, 10-play drive by the 49ers uh, ended in a field goal attempt. Uh, which is blocked by Colby Wooden, Packers oh. six, 49ers seven at the half. Um, 49ers get the ball at the beginning of the second half. They for, uh, The Packers force a three and out. Then they take a 10-play play drive um, and get a 19-yard touchdown to Bo Melton um, right in the back of the end zone. Packers are up 13-7. to seven. There was a big pass interference on that play, uh, or right before that play, on Bull Melton yeah. that put us down in scoring position. Um, next drive, uh, it's a four-play drive for San Francisco. Um, Christian McCaffrey finishes off with a 32-yard run. It's 14-13 49ers. Uh, 73-yard kick return by Nixon, which he fumbled on, scooped up immediately by Eric Wilson. Um, and then... Four more plays. Um, Tucker Craft gets a touchdown, and then the two-point conversion is good to Aaron Jones. Packers are up 21-14. to 14. 49ers go three and out. Um, defense gets a big stop. Uh, Packers get the ball back. Jordan Love throws an interception to Dre Greenlaw. Uh, 49ers use six, six plays, have to take a 52-yard field goal. They make that field goal. It is Packers 21, 49ers 17. Uh, the Packers 
go three and out. The 49ers have an eight-play drive in which they're forced to punt. Um, Next drive, Anders Carlson misses a 41-yard field goal after Aaron Jones has like a 53, I believe, yard run. And then uh, 49ers have a 12-yard drive capped off with a six-yard McCaffrey touchdown, which almost looked like the Packers were letting them into the end zone. Could have or could have not. I'm not sure which which one we were doing there. And then uh, Jordan Love throws his second pick to Dre Greenlaw in essentially what is the final drive of the game. The 49ers still had to kneel it down or whatever, but um, Jordan Love throws a pick to kind of seal it. Went full Brett Favre on us, I guess. So No, and he went – it is always the things like during the season that we see – so we've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, basically, our defense kind of revert felt like it reverted uh, at the end of the game. Like, honestly, giving up 24 points to the 49ers doesn't seem that bad. But what you can't see in that recap that we talked about was the interceptions. And honestly, it's kind of escaping me of – or the dropped interceptions – escaping me of, like, when exactly that those happened in the game. But there was so, definitely two Packers players at least hit right in the chest by uh, very catchable balls that didn't get. And, and Purdy was throwing a bunch of shit that wasn't good right on top of the ones that actually hit guys in their hands or in their chest. Um, and I believe the first one for Savage was on the three and out right at the beginning of the, or not the three and out, but on the first drive of the game, like uh six minutes left in the uh first quarter. So like that changes the whole dynamic of the game, in my yeah. opinion, if he gets that. No, I, yeah, I think I think it turns into like the Cowboys game right off the bat. If if we get that big lead I uh, can lean on the run. I mean we leaned on the run like pretty well uh Aaron Jones had a hell of a game. Uh, and Wilson but, actually had enough touches. You know, he probably had five or six touches. I don't know exactly. I didn't look at his exact numbers, but I mean, he had a, enough touches in that game that it wasn't, it was significant, I thought. Yeah. So Jones had 18 carries, 108 yards. Manuel Wilson had four carries for 16 yards. Reed had one carry, whatever. But yeah, they, they ran the ball. Uh, 23 times, I guess, if you count with love 28 times. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the running game looked good, but like I was getting to is it just the missed kick. So things from the regular season that follow us into the postseason defense kind of going soft a little bit too early. And then Aaron or not Aaron Jones, uh, Jordan Love just maybe forcing something a little bit too early. And by when I say maybe definitely forcing something just a little bit too early, like feeling like the game's on the line and the play needs to be made earlier than, than I think it really had to be made. I mean, whatever he's in the situation, like it's going to be different, but it definitely felt like, Hey, live, live to fight another play. Uh, instead of yep. letting that one rip across your body and I actually thought on out. the on the final possession of the game that he should have ran that. I think it was third and two. Um 
We had all three timeouts, if I remember correctly. And he's kind of out of the pocket and then has to throw it back across his body. I think if he just runs it to just get the two, I think he gets there. And now I'd, I could be wrong. That could be thinking of a different play, but like I thought if he would have just bolted up the, up the small seam that he had, I thought he had, um, there's a few other things that kind of drove me crazy about this game. Um, I wish we were to run a real play on that fourth and inches. I don't care if you kick it or not. Like it comes down to like being able to push the other team around or whatever. And I like the being aggressive. Um, just like I like them going for two um, to put them up seven. I just wish we'd run a real play, line it up, disguise coverage, make sure it happens. If you, if you want to go under center, and run a real play. Like I'm cool with that. Like I know that most times we are out of the shotgun, but um, I wish we would have run a real play on the failed fourth down Um, on that, on the um, George Kittle touchdown, massively blown coverage. Um, Somebody just saw something in front of them and then got uh, as the Pat McAfee show would call it sucked up. And, gets beat over the top because of that yeah uh when, when you're talking about so you're talking about the qb sneak that didn't go anywhere yeah. okay yeah i'd like to run a real play i think there yeah that that is tough because what was it was it fourth and one or was it like fourth and less than one i mean it was short yeah it wasn't anything yeah. over one for sure I do feel like maybe if you have Dylan in that situation, like that's the yeah maybe that's the go, go with. but but yeah even that though sometimes you know we're we're both I, I don't know I think we get hot and cold on Dylan definitely is where he's supposed to make his money and I don't know maybe a little bit too obvious if he comes in but but yeah definitely could set up something else but yeah I, I'm not too disappointed with uh, doing the QB sneak there. Uh, but yeah, it sucks that we didn't get it. I mean, so like in hindsight, if we get those points, like the game is different, right? Yeah. And so that's what I think people look at. And I don't care that we failed. I just, I feel like that's exactly what they knew we were going to do. Um, I think there were screenshots that they were essentially lined up off sides, but that's because they knew what was coming. They knew it was a QB sneak coming. I don't know. Did you see any of that stuff? No. And yeah. And I don't want to blame the refs. Like, I don't think that's a missed call that like, oh my God, this should have been offsides on them. I don't care. Right. Like there was a intentional grounding that maybe could have got called. I don't care. Like, I don't think the refs impacted this game in a true and meaningful way. I thought they actually did okay in letting the football players play football. Yeah, no. And I mean, like I said, I was drinking a little bit during this game, but like I, I didn't have any like ill will to to the refs in this game because, I mean, the Packers could have and probably should have won this game. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think you take a field goal there at that point in the game. Uh, you'd already driven down the field, got a field goal 
And then, I mean, you're on the 14, fourth and one. Yeah, I think I think everything nowadays in football tells you to go for that. I guess you kick the field goal and then technically it's tied, like you were saying, but I, you're right. Like the game's not going to play out the same exact Well, it, it would have been seven. Six. Yeah, I guess at the end. Yeah, at the end of the game, it's tied. Um, but maybe he misses it, right? Like he did yeah. miss one later in the game. <laughs> yeah. so, and it's not like he um, hasn't missed like six extra points this year. So it's not not right. too far out the, outside the realm of possibilities. But it does suck that Carlson missed another kick in this game. And I I just think if he hasn't had like as bad of a season as he's had, it would have been that big of a deal with like the weather that was that he was being forced to kick in and then like, well and so like i don't kicks. know if the if the mechanics of the kicks the snap the hold all that was good on the one he missed i'm not i have no idea but the one on he made was not good at least one of them was dog shit yeah horrible snap good hold yeah. and then yeah. yeah yeah no i mean it, it it definitely wasn't a good day to be anders carlson but yeah when he misses that 41 yard field goal like, I mean, I text you and Riley, like, it's just crazy. Like, we knew he was going to miss one in this game. Like, if you look back, like, I didn't do the the math beforehand, but he's had to have missed one in the last – missed one of something in the last five or six games. It I might even it, be more. So, it might I even think be it was seven. like 11 out of the last 12 games he's missed one. Yeah, just, just craziness, but I guess uh, if you're gonna let this guy grow, uh, I guess you gotta. We we spend too much time on him. I, I'm sick of that. Uh, well, I'm gonna yeah, touch I, him one more time here because I got uh, in my so like, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the thing, but like I think the Packers played like dog shit, very very badly, and uh, we still should have beaten them. Not like that. Um, we should have been close. Like the game, like we lost a close game because, uh, w- you know, one play at the end, we played really, really well. I think we played poorly and we still should have beat them. Uh, we had two dropped interceptions. We had four red zone trips with only two field goals to show for that. Um, two fumbles in that game, like just sloppy play on that. I get that it's wet and shit like that, but either way, sloppy play. And we missed a fourth down conversion. We missed a field goal. Like things just, we didn't play good sound football. We didn't get penalties and we didn't do all the, like a bunch of other things that um, happen in games, but like we did not play good football that game. I think I said it should have been 38 seven no this was at 38 14 i was saying it should have been 38 14 like at one point in the game i think that you should like reasonably expect to complete um the one or two to those touchdowns and if you get if you get a pick like yeah it should have been it should have been a route yeah, no, it definitely should have been. And I think that like makes it hurt uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Just just because like like we were saying early in the show is 
I guess I don't know what to expect coming in, but like once, like once it was a quarter of football, I was like, damn, this is going to be a game the whole way through. And it was a game that, yeah, like you said, there, there's definitely was bad football, bad execution by the Packers. But for some reason I felt, and I don't think it was just the alcohol, but like, I felt pretty good about it the whole time. Like I was like, we're going to have a shot when it comes down to the end. And we did. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you want me to do the SWAT on the, on the fly, but, but yeah, I mean, big strength, Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah. So I got, I got like some uh, studs of the game here too. Yeah. Do those um, first. Then maybe I can. So steal, I thought, I thought Aaron Jones was a stud 118 yards, no touchdowns. I think Dobbs played really, really well. Um, Nixon with that kick return and he had a pretty good day game defensively. I didn't think that like there was anything, any huge issues with him. And then um, Kenny Clark just felt like he was making a ton of plays. Right. I don't know if that's accurate. Don't know if he had a ton of tackles or not. Um, yeah. He had five tackles, two solo uh, and then a half a sack. So um, the Packers defense in the second half actually really did a, a fantastic job. Uh, four big holds. Um, one of those does have a uh, field goal in it, but that was right after the interception. Um, you get the three and out right at the, after the half. You get the uh, three and out after the Packers go up 21 to 14. The interception one I just talked about and then uh, forced them to punt after the Packers had to punt um, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, I mean, to me, I, lots of things looked good. Like, you brought up good points that, yeah, the Packers didn't really play, like, that great of game. But I do think, I mean, Love's numbers are so bad in this one, but I don't really think his numbers are quite as bad as – I mean, I don't think his play was quite as bad as uh, the numbers kind of say it is. So he was. I thought he had a. I mean, he didn't have like big numbers, but like, I thought he had a real like. There was like the Dobbs catch on the sideline, which was a huge play. Dying, Great throw, yeah. like, um, the Bo Melton touchdown. He put it right at the back of the end zone. Gave it. Melton the opportunity. I mean, I get that Melton was open on that one, but um, gave him really like an opportunity to catch that ball where um, I guess he could have fucked it up a little bit. I thought he played well outside of those two picks. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, the last one, I think it's just something he's going to grow out of. I, I hope like not feeling like he has to force it like super early. He basically takes like three minutes off the clock and that's how he plays with the game left. Yeah. I, if that makes any sense. Like he I think th- that that's a play like you don't have to make till the end. But but yeah I think that makes sense to me. So I guess I won't get into all the strengths, weaknesses, like opportunities and stuff, but we, we can go with like opportunities. It's like we played with quite possibly the best team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, they're Vegas's favorite. I, I don't know if it changed after this game because uh, the Packers sure made them look beatable. But, yeah, I mean, 
there's nothing but optimism left uh for this team and yeah and it's crazy how we went from a season before where we felt like the window was like gone creeping creeping shut creeping shut and then we had like an inch inch left before the window was shut and then it just got ripped wide open uh for the next season but gosh yeah, dang so, it would have been so fun to win this game and then get to go to detroit for a chance to go to the super yeah. bowl so heartbreaking uh yeah i i, I don't know i'm opportun- all- the team is essentially like almost entirely signed for next year too yeah. Uh, and 40 million in cap space is going to open up. I think it's something like that for the Rogers stuff. Um, I had understand you're probably signing Jordan love to like that same contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I, like, mean, I guess that's actually kind of nice. You're like, Oh, the money opened up, but it, it's kind of like uh, not knowing you have money and then you've been saving money that you didn't know you had saved. And you're like, Oh, okay, well we can just put it here. And it's like, we never, yeah, Never had to use it in the first place. Uh, so the team looks almost identical. I mean, so there's going to be some shakeup with coaches and stuff like that. There always is. And there's going to be like, I mean, so in my mind, I still want Joe Barry to be fired. But to how much does that affect the psyche of the team if we decide to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Because it felt like uh, in the season, like our cornerbacks, like, the Douglas thing is still super weird to me. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I explained this on here or if this is just thoughts that I've had, but I think that that is a, like, we still have to control the rest of the players on this team. And Douglas is not willing to shut his mouth enough to, to be here. Yeah. And I have, and I think no that clue. same thing was happening with Alexander and that's why he essentially got taken off the field for a week. Well, yeah. And I mean, those would be the guys who would be speaking up the most because I think it, they were the ones getting put in positions where they yeah. were in tough positions and they looked like shit and then they would get yeah. shit on for it. Right. So they were getting pissed off. That's what it seemed like. Campbell uh, got pissed off at one point too because they were they were ripping him apart. And yeah. he's like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore then. Like I'm not going to play when I'm a little dinged up to try to help this team. If everybody thinks that I'm failing the team. Yeah. And, and then you, he's getting put out on, I, I can't remember. There, there was one crazy picture uh, during the season where like uh, Campbell was out on God, I want to say like Jamar chase, but we didn't play the Bengals, but it was something like that. Like it was. Uh, so they had, I mean, yeah, Justin Jefferson, they, Jeff- I think they put, I think they put Preston Smith on Justin Jefferson multiple times in the first game. Okay. Yeah. And, and there, like there was something with Campbell too, but, but yeah, yeah. no, that, that's good that you brought that up. Cause I can't believe I forgot that, but yeah, I do think, uh, yeah, I think Joe Barry's probably going to be gone after this one. Um, just get like a full off season, uh, refresh. And I mean, I think you have all the pieces there. Uh, I do think he did put up a little bit of fight in, in these playoffs to 
combat it a little bit that it's going to be a harder decision than it needed to be um yep but i do I, have a buddy i do have a buddy that just says that that's like it's bad scheme and we have players that are so good that they're just overcoming the scheme i i like to think that that's the, the same thing but i don't really know and i mean it just seems crazy like some of the stuff that we've seen happen throughout this season and the stubbornness of like how long it took him to finally, finally change. Um, yeah. And just this last touchdown drive or so when we're up 21 to 17, so there's how much, so six About, minutes, uh, roughly five or six minutes. Yeah. So six minutes, 18 seconds left in the game. So, that you think is a drive where you're like, hey, you know, we're going to just bring the house and throw these guys off. Like, you know, yeah. we need to disrupt what they're doing right here. And if they do end up scoring, you know, because we're like a little bit over aggressive, then we got like time to come back and do it. Way more time. Yeah, way more time. And this, that last touchdown drive, they just let them like, just walked down the field. So slowly, as slow yeah. as they really wanted to go. So yeah, they had a seven yard pass, two yard run, get a first down, five yards, five yards, first and 10, first and 10. To, yeah. It, it was just, yeah, they, they got to wait, really? We only had the ball back with one minute and yeah, five seconds, 10 seconds, okay. something like that. For some reason, I, I thought when Love forced it, we had over two minutes left in the game. But, but yeah, no, I was wrong about that. So, yeah, he throws the interception with 52 seconds left in the game. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so we let them have a five-minute drive. Um, and, yeah, I think right there just tells you yeah, he right. never You'd rather it. get beat with four minutes on the clock. Yeah. Right, like, oh, look, we gave up a touchdown. There's four minutes on the clock. Let's fucking go do this. Yeah, but yeah, I guess though, <clears throat> if we had to make too many changes, I don't know if uh, Rich Passaccia is gonna be coming back. Like, I, I don't think that's a guy that you like fire or anything. But it just seems like after what he did for our special teams, I know they weren't quite as good this year, uh, especially with the, our kicking situation. I don't know how much of a special teams coordinator that is. Like when I think of like what a special teams coordinator is doing, I'm thinking of like punt recovery uh, or punt uh, coverage and then kick coverage and then kick returning and stuff like that. So um, I assume that it is working the mechanics of the kicker, right? Like, so all three of those positions, the holder, the snapper and the kicker, like to some extent, like, I understand everybody, like, you have one job, like, I understand that, right? But so do golfers, and golfers fuck up all the time, too. And it's just, basically, you just have to be able to swing a club. And that's the same premise. So I just don't understand how you don't have, like, 5,000 reps every week, but I suppose that just wrecks your leg, huh? Yeah. I don't know what, yeah, what the whole issue was, if it was snapping holding kicking a little bit of everything which i kind of think that that's what it is but yeah definitely need to fix that unit for next year um 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like at this point, like you know, they're not getting rid of Carlson. So Carlson looks like he's going to have another year to fix this. But I just don't know. I guess it's a long off season, but like how he's going to get this stuff like out of his head, like ready for a new year. Because I mean, so to be fair, like I'm pretty sure his brother missed a playoff kick, and that's why he got cut, or like a like a huge kick to win a game and they cut him over it in minnesota oh okay i I couldn't 99 sure yeah i couldn't remember what he was where he was this year but uh i want to see nfl kicking stats and just see i seen some stuff about his field goal percentage and this does not include his extra points but his field goal percentage was like one of the best the packers have ever had Really? For a year. Yeah, like 82% or 81%. And like most of them are in the high 70s. Yeah. I, I want to like see anybody it. who's kicked. I saw it on Twitter and like um, maybe it was all a lie, but they didn't include the extra points. And the extra points mattered frequently for the old Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So Evan McPherson. Wait, let me see. Dan Carlson, we got here. So I th- I do not think this is right, Mike. I do not think your stats right. So there's a couple kickers that hit a hundred percent, but they only had a couple kicks. Uh, Goomba Wally. So we had a a Wisconsin Badger that was one for one, but Nick Foles was ninety six percent. No, I'm saying Packers wise. He was like 82%. Yeah, no. Mason Crosby definitely had a better year than that. Uh, Anders Carlson was like bottom of the pack. Uh, Chad Ryland, worst kicker in the league, 16 for 25. I mean, yeah, he was right in the middle of the pack. So Tyler Bass, who had a rough year for Buffalo, and took the cake on uh, missing kicks in this NFL uh, season or NFL this weekend, uh, missing the one, the huge one at the end of the Buffalo Chiefs game. Uh, but yeah, he even had a better season than Anders Carlson. So 82%. Are you trying to look up right now uh, Mason Crosby's stats? Because I guarantee you, Mason Crosby had a season like where he had I guarantee you Mason Crosby's like lifetime field goal kicking percentage is higher than a yeah yeah so because uh, I want to say what when makes you had, think that he hit, had like a season where he hit like 50 percent yeah you don't think that his is higher than 80 lifetime oh yeah yeah Mason Crosby. Hold uh, on. I think the lifetime field goal percentage is way lower than you'd expect. No, because when we had Chris Jackie on, I remember you saying that you thought that he hit all of his field goals. Hey, you ain't wrong. You ain't too wrong, Mike. So Mason Crosby is 81% on his career. So I guess that is the same uh, as what Anders Carlson had, but 
Yeah, Mason Crosby, 79% his rookie year, 79% his sophomore year. Uh, yeah, he had a 63 year. So, yeah, Mike, you ain't wrong. Uh, I mean, so like, and so now the, here's the fault of what this stat is, is because Anders Carlson missed like probably like six extra points, maybe more. Yeah. Right, which they're not including in the field goal percentage. Yeah, and I can't remember when they moved back the extra point. Um, I could guess by looking at Mason Crosby's stats, and it would be like 2016. He ended up missing three. Um, okay, so the highest all-time for field goal percentage is Justin Tucker at 90.183, right? So even Justin Tucker is missing – Nine percent of all his kicks, one out of every ten, he doesn't make. Yeah, no, I, I definitely did think it was higher. I mean, that's insane, and I knew he was the best or like number two. Yeah, like I feel like if he misses a kick, he falls behind uh, Vinatieri or, or something like that. I can't remember who the other one he falls behind is. Um, but yeah, Mason Crosby. Wait. Oh, no. That was the 2023 season. Okay. Never mind. We're, we're too much time on a kicker. Mike, yeah, we've spent, we always spend too much time on the kickers. Now, yeah. I do love, I do love to defend Anders Carlson for some dumb reason, right? Um, I think, I actually think that I would defend Mason Crosby less than I defend Anders Carlson, which is crazy because I love Crosby. I don't, I have no problems with him, but I think, him being a rookie, I'm like, all right, this was the year to let our rookies grow. I'm cool with letting our rookies grow. He's a piece of that puzzle. Now, does it suck that he cost the shit and he didn't grow in the time that we needed him to grow? Yeah, but like, it's better, I guess, for us to fail this year than next year when like things are more suited for us to to run the table. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we covered most everything that we needed. So, I mean, we're saying fire Joe Barry, keep keep Carlson, but. Well, I'm saying keep Carlson. I don't know if Pat's saying keep Carlson. I mean, it's it's too late at this point. Like, he already, he already missed the big one, the heartbreaker. Um, I'm going to say keep him, but keep him on a short freaking leash uh, for, for next year. And if by the midway of the season point – if he's not, you know, someone that we think we can trust in the playoffs, I think you got to get rid of him at that okay, point. So, so, but like in, in all reality, so he's the middle of the pack for the NFL, right? Yeah. 80% is middle of the pack, right? Not who do you replace him with? Someone who makes their extra points at least. But I don't know that that's accurate, right? Like, do they do that if they don't make field goals in the NFL? See, like I'm saying, we're spending too much time on a kicker. But, yes, I, I do think – The fucking kickers, like, affect things, though. We've had kickers affect things in the past. We've had this kicker fucking affect it. That's yeah. why I spend the time on it. But I'm just saying, if you're not – if you're missing an extra point or a kick in a, 11 of the first 12 games – I think no the last ones. It, that's even worse. It's that the last ones. Yeah, but I think you roll the dice and say, you know, 
I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I mean, it's like picking a kicker in fantasy football. It's like, let's just see if we can get lucky and grab this kicker off the street. But, but I'm done talking about kickers. Mike, what else do you got that we need to fix before next season? Uh, so I think we uh, we need to um, send Darnell Savage a jugs machine. Yeah, somebody in the Packers fandom just send him a fucking jugs machine. That guy seems to be in the, in a good spot frequently, and then drop picks. That's the way I feel is his whole career with the Packers is that like he's around the ball, right? But he never makes the pick. And then my other thinking is we need to find Micah Hyde. Uh, um, Nick Collins or Woodson. And I get like, I'm talking Collins and Woodson are like guys that I think are like some of the best defensive players we've had since the 97 team. Right. But we need to have a ball hawk of some sort. That's what Micah Hyde was. He was a ball hawk. He was a guy who was just around the ball all the fucking time. Yeah, and, and that, that was a weird one. Uh, another one that we let go that was like, he was making strides. He definitely has became a better player since leaving the Packers, but I always thought he was good on the Packers as well. Like, uh, it seemed so like he was, he was around. Packers scheme, we fucked a, with a lot of corners due to our scheme. I th- like, Casey Hayward was like, like a six-time Pro Bowler after he left the Packers and we hated him because he couldn't cover nobody. Maybe that was the Packers fault. It seemed that way after all these guys yeah. left. Cause yeah, the, high, it, high it, leaves. He's a pro bowler. Yeah. I think there was a few of them too. And I, I don't think it was just those two, but we need to find a ball Hawk now, like whoever that is, like, I don't care. Um, when uh, Tyron Matthew was a free agent, maybe like four or five years ago, whatever it was, that was, I was like, that's the guy you go get. Like, that's a guy who just like knows football in a weird, like instinctual way. And is always Mm -hmm. around the ball. If there's a tip up, he seems to be, you know, snagging it on the air. That's, we need to find that guy. He doesn't have to be like this elite level, right? A corner or safety or whatever. He just needs to be the guy that like, well, the ball's in the air. That's mine. Right. I can't cover any other time, but the ball pops in the air 35 yards away from me, I figure out how to get there and like take the interception. Yeah. The like you said, very Nick Collins like. Yeah, is this something like the the Ed Reeds and Paul Malos who just like kind of play the game more with their mind. Uh obviously they're beasts like otherwise, yeah. like very like skilled, but yeah. And I just think the, you're, just you're having a mind like hall of famers. And I think there's other guys on other teams like uh, this. Is it bland for the Cowboys? Like that guy just I, seems to be in the right place at the right time. Like he's not their best corner. I don't think. Yeah. I, I just definitely do think though, the people who are those ball Hawks tend to end up in the hall of fame. Like with yeah maybe yeah maybe when they right. play with their mind like that, but yeah, I, I mean that's another nice thing though is like where it seems like we're pretty well set on offensive line. You know, all of our skill positions. Uh, maybe our running backs are getting a little bit old, but I don't think you really. Need so to- Dylan's not old, and then like he just has to like 
play differently early in the season. We we enjoyed the way he played late in the season when he was healthy. It was yeah. just early in the season we thought, like, what are you doing here, man? Yeah. And, I mean, Aaron Jones is hitting. He's 29 right now. So he's going to be hitting that 30-year mark, which whatever. After we've seen what he did at the end of this season, like, I don't think you go anywhere with that. So right. uh, see how our young running backs – start to look like if you give uh Wilson a little bit more play maybe Taylor a little bit more play or you know a late pick in the in the draft that you can spend on a running back uh like you can get a very good quarter or running back late in in NFL drafts these days and yeah the um what you call it but yeah the safety position is such a fun one to like pick for second round for me yeah, you, that's that's where I'm. yeah me too right but like i don't think we do i i shouldn't say that i do think uh if uh D- is it cooper to gene or to gene cooper or whatever from that's who I iowa want. i feel like that's the guy that's that's the guy everybody is going to be mocking to the packers uh which i think actually would be a perfect fit we're turning we went from being like a team that always drafted UCLA players. And now it's just going to be Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of that, but Cooper DeGene, I, I will take. Well, uh, then we have Ben Ness this year, this last year, and then fucking DeGene this year. True. We're Iowa people now. True, true. But uh, that defense legit, so I can deal with it. And yeah, sure up that safety position. Then I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. This team looks great. I'm excited for the future. And that's that's all I really got. Fire Joe Barry. Figure out how to get this defense to come together. Get that last missing piece. Let the receivers grow. Let the tight ends grow. Maybe bring in, you know, a young running back to, like, push these guys and see if, if we can get a running back. So, you know, there's no, like, transition period. It's like – Kind of like, poss- like how we did at the quarterback position. Is it possible Emmanuel Wilson is that guy and we just don't know yet? Yeah, no, I, I think that's very possible, especially after seeing what he did uh, in in the preseason and stuff like that. He's only 24. Um, he showed us flashes. So I do right, think and like so we cut Taylor for him. Right. Which was like which I thought was like a pretty substantial move. Yeah. So did we cut Patrick or Taylor? I mean, we or- put him on the, initially at the beginning of the season. That then I think we resigned him to the practice squad, and then we had him play okay. up from the practice squad squad a few times. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I, I mean, I I don't disagree. Like, I think Wilson is definitely worth giving a shot. But yeah, that, that, I guess that just, you can draft a guy too. I don't. Yeah, I don't have any issues with this. Yeah. Like, um. So six round. And maybe we do like something more like draft wise later, but and don't just like keep talking around the shit. But do you move up in drafts now because like you have all your pieces set, and then you so you don't need the volume of players. I don't know because I think that's kind of like the the key to not ever having to do that is how the Packers play it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a dumbass. I would love to jump up 
and right to the first pick. Well, Marvin maybe Harrison Jr. But I, like, I actually don't think we need him. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't address any receivers in this draft. Um, I would trade out of positions where it looks like somebody wants one of these uh, receivers in this draft. Yep, and then I, I would try to trade into positions where I could get like Cooper DeGene. Um, I'm not, I'm not our draft guy. Mike's our draft guy, but just, yeah, I'm a dumbass, but I would like to trade to get what I want, especially at this point where the last couple of years, you know, we've been kind of collecting our pieces now yeah. it feels like we really have our pieces and we need specific pieces, but I just don't think that's the way the Packers operate. I think they operate and the the scouts, you know, they trust their scouts that are like, hey, we got this Iowa State safety in the sixth round that could yeah. fill fill this void. So it looks Hold like tight. Oh, we don't need whoever that I don't remember who the player was. There was a good one early that I, they probably could have had in one of their first like two round picks. Yeah, I I can't remember though. Yeah, yeah, I do not remember. I, I mean, I remember a lot of the play. I guess I remember more how the this draft class played on the field this year. But yeah, that's because they yeah. all fucking played. Yeah, yeah, but. We have another draft like that, you're good to go, whether you trade into your places or not. But, Mike, I'll tell you the truth. I don't really have much more to say that I wouldn't be repeating myself. I don't know if you got. I don't have much more to say except for if you're doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shows. Eat my shows.